At Riverbank, we believe you can heal, grow, and fulfill God's plans for your life as the power of God touches you through this prophetic teaching by Pastor Dominion. Get excited and hop into it. Contest. 
being spirit or supremacy rather. And Christianity claims exclusivity and says, I am the only way to God. And so, when there is that contest, they begin to persecute Christians. And we don't cower, we don't, we don't hide. When there is that contest, let me tell you what happened in the Bible. I'm teaching you a true religion. I'm saying, what are you practicing? When there is that contest, what's happening in the Bible was that every generation of Christians in the Bible, every generation of believers in the Bible, defeated those contests. One, Julius, they defeated them. The enemies were so embarrassed, they acknowledged by themselves that Christianity, that the call of the children of you know, Israel was the true God. Oh my goodness. It was more than a debate. We beat them so much they acknowledged. That's our history as Christians. Or we lost it. Now people are confused. They don't know what the true religion is. If you claim that we are in general capacity, we have this responsibility. Every generation of revival we need to divide came to prove that there is one God. And they were not the only ones that said it. Those that were contesting again, the other religions that were their competitors agreed. If we are the only ones saying that our religion is the true one, we are not getting things we are not getting right. I hear what I'm saying. I hear what I'm saying. When Jesus died on the cross, the people that came when they saw the sign, they said, This guy is who we said They by themselves. When they saw me, I told you what time it's out. Realize what Jesus said. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The man, one thing that in death he was doing, he says, I live down my life and I by myself will be talk. That's comforting. So, this teaching is important for many reasons. Number one, in Matthew 28, verse 19, very important to Jesus said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He gives us the responsibility to represent the kingdom here. He gives us the responsibility to make the nations know that there is one God and He is the God of the Bible. He gives us the responsibility to make sure that there is no confusion. Now, there are two things in the Bible of how this happened. I'm doing this because we must, we must expose and expand our view. Expand our sense of responsibility, expand our scope of responsibility, expand the definition of our deliverance. Praise the name of the Lord. And realize that when you say that I'm in this city and this city will not be for God, that's what we are saying. That's what I'm teaching you. What are you practicing? Praise the name of the Lord. So he said, go to all the world. Make sure people are not confused on who God is. Praise the Lord. Now, we made a very advanced point as a church. We let on him and we got to be the sick. We let on him pray and get answers. We start praying and say, get answers. We need to learn how to see this. We need to learn how to make people know there's one God. That's what I'm teaching this for. So that we are not the only ones saying it. The people by their own admission will say, It's your God. That's the true God. That's what happened in the days of time. The king actually erected a structure. Said everybody in the king of the worship. When Daniel was gone, he by himself said, God of Daniel is the truth, let's all worship him. That's what I'm saying. By his own admission. By his own admission. 
There's a question. The law that he did is he did. When you read your Bible, one of the things you realize study the people that were divided in their day. Study the people that took cities in their day. You realize one thing that the city admitted by itself. The people, the pagan worshippers by themselves admitted that God was going to be the truth. How to demonstrate true religion? There are four things you need to do if you're going to demonstrate true religion. How to demonstrate true religion? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go ahead, please. Say thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So welcome. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, Number one, understand the uncontestable glory of God. This is about the most important. This is what Abraham and him is all. Understand the uncontestable glory of God. What's number one? Understand the uncontestable glory of God. Listen, when Christianity claims supremacy and exclusivity and says there's only one way to God and there's only one God, in all the universe, if you add the better, if you add anything, there's only one God. It's not because we are arrogant. It's not because we are arrogant. We will prove it to you. That's what we are saying. You must understand the uncontestable glory of God. If you are going to make pagans, sinners, idol worshippers, admit, and by their own admission and their own submission, say that there is one God, you yourself must understand that the glory of God cannot be contested against. This was the confidence of people like Daniel. This was the confidence of people like Elijah. He says, if God, if the Lord be God, we will know. And if God be God, he was ready to pray everything. You have to understand this. If you lost the contest that your Bible will read that there was someone a man called Elijah, and he tried God into a contest and God lost to Elijah Potter. Understand the uncontestable glory of God. That the glory of God, no matter who tries to contest against it, they will not win. You are afraid. It means you are not confident yet. That's what I'm saying. Elijah went into that battle with a level of confidence. It was that he knew. He wasn't guessing. He knew he would come out victorious. When you see his demeanor, you will know. So when as a believer, you hear that someone, you know, is into charm and the person has jazz and into witchcraft and you are scared. You have understood the uncontested glory of God and quench that path. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's Listen, listen. If you are going to take a city, this has to be your mindset. Let me tell you what Elijah said. He said, gather all the prophets of God, the four year of them in this city, and bring them. Let's see. He was trying to have a contest with the weak ones. He said, everybody, everybody come. Let everybody come. Because their powers combined cannot shake the uncontested power and glory of God. What is the glory of God? I told you what the glory of God is in Exodus chapter 15 verse 11. Exodus chapter 15 verse 11. Please open this one because you have to see it. The book of Exodus chapter 15 and verse 1. What is the uncontested glory of God? Exodus chapter 15 verse 1. I need it. Oh my God. Sabbath. See the power of God. They are not contested against. They are not saying that the power of God. They are not contested 
about to go. You know, all the gods is like you know. Who is like you? He says, majestic in holiness. Let me continue. Alright, let me continue. He said, who is like you, all Lord? I'm not good. I'm not good. So, snake comparison between the devil and then God, or between man and God. Just with charm to do with it, 
Jesus. So Because you've chosen, your father has been married to you. You've chosen to spoil you, to want to be born I'm not saying, I'm not talking about your father, you as a man, as a believer. I'm saying the uncontestable glory of God. Bring God to the meeting. Are you what I'm saying? Listen, because it helps you understand the power you have who you see as the glory of God. Sometimes between the power we have, it's just as much as we prayed, as much as we fasted, as much as we've done this, as much as we've done that. You must realize that the power you are using is the glory of God, the might of God, the energy of God, the authority of God that fixes every power. That's what you have at your disposal. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what you have at your disposal. Praise the name of God. So when you begin to think, let's be careful because you are a Let's be careful because you are There's a problem. You have to be conviction. What I want you to do is to be listen. Spend time to build that conviction. Build it. Build it. Meditate to watch God. Meditate to watch God. Pray. Declare it. What Joshua wants to say is, let the book of the Lord be back in your mouth. He says, in the details. Keep thinking about it. I don't know how to pass everything. 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 That's important. Are you going to see? Number two. Possess. Superior knowledge and understanding. Say possess. Yes. Superior knowledge and understanding. Yes. Say one more time. Say possess. Yes. Superior knowledge and understanding. Yes. Now listen, this is where Bible study is important. When you study God's word, you see, when you're preparing yourself as a revivalist, there's a kind of discipline you have, there's a kind of perspective you have. You are studying for effects. You are studying to create something. It's like when you go to the gym, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to achieve abs, there's a different workout. If you're trying to get biceps, right, huge muscle frames, upper body, you know, muscle frame. There's a different exercise. If you just want your heart to be healthy, there's a different exercise. If you want to build the endurance, it's a different exercise. If you just want your legs to be strong, it's a different exercise. See, Lord, to your goal. So, when you are studying your Bible, you must study it, say no to what you're trying to achieve. If I'm trying to build superior understanding, superior perspective, so that no matter the force of darkness, I can manifest the power of God, then my Bible study must be tailored in a specific way. In a specific way. You can't be consuming knowledge of movies when the pastor is doing things like that. I said, ah, it's not going to be You are joking. You begin to study, you begin to expand your mind to the miracles that God did in Egypt, in Elijah. You begin to study the authority that you have in Christ. You begin to meditate, think on it, picture it. You can't ask scriptures that you're going to see the supremacy of His power above principalities, above powers, above rulers, above dominion. Above any name that is named, you make it, you narrow down the force. Until the perspective is built. Until it's beyond something you are you know. Do you get what I'm saying? You know. Until you are ready, you're like, where is the death? It's a best time responsibility. You must possess superior understanding. And knowledge. So, for if you're trying to understand the power of God, that's one of the spots. Another understanding you need to possess because there, there, there are an array of understandings you need. You have to understand the gospel, you have to be able to explain it. 
Let me show you a few things. So, remember the story from Matthew 22, 28. Jesus sent his disciples. He said to the disciples, What's the next thing he does? He takes them into Bible so they are going to teach them. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Acts chapter 1, and verse 3. Now that he has sent them, the next thing they need to do is possess superior understanding. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Of whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. He proved that he was alive with many infallible proofs. He said, being seen of them for a period of what? 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining the kingdom. You see that? So now, I mean, after all the Bible studies, these few days with them, they were just dead. Three few days. Did it? All these sermons they had, private sermons, public sermons, all of them they attended. But he still took time to explain this concern. So when you now know that you have a madness, look at what the Bible says. He says, by many infallible proofs. Look at Luke chapter 24. I read from verse 23. It says, when they did not find his body, they are talking about Jesus. They came saying that they had seen in a vision of angels, in a vision of angels, who said to them that he was alive. He says, and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman said. Then Jesus said to them, O fools, and slow up to believe all that the prophet had spoken. Now he's about to give them, help them possess superior understanding. He says, Oh, no, the Christ of Solomon, this is a better to glory. He says, And beginning at Moses, the books of Moses, and all the prophets, the Bible said he expanded to them in all the scriptures things concerning himself. So he explained, explained, he showed evidences of, he evidences of what it is. Proofs upon proof. Praise the name of the Lord. That requires you must be able to have convincing proofs. Why is Christianity the one true religion? Explain to you. You must be able to explain. How can the death of a man bring salvation? You must be able to explain. You must be able to show evidence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If somebody says, no, there are many ways to God. What's your answer? If the most popular question in your day, if, if God is good, why does he even exist? You should be able to answer and answer like an intelligent person. You should be able to answer and person say, I get it. You are correct. Convincing proofs. If somebody says Jesus did not rise from the dead, if somebody says Jesus was one that was crucified on the cross, what's your answer? Does your answer mean to fly among believers and they'll say, yes, 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 you know what I see? Or even listen, if it's true, if it's actually happened, you should be able to prove without any error to doubt. That's what I'm saying. So, what's your answer to previous questions? Peter said that you should be able to give a reason for those that ask you why you believe what you believe. Why do you think this Christianity to me? Because I believe. Because in my heart I believe. In my own heart, I know it's not true. So what's your answer? You should be able to give an answer that I'm going to say. I'm going to think about it. I'm thinking about the words. That's important. Praise the name of the Lord. You must be intelligent. Look at Luke chapter 12. Actually, the book of Acts. Chapter 26. Acts 26, verse 24. You don't know that question. We're not starting to be an enemy and Acts 26, 24. He says that this point, so there are three characters in this verse about this person about to be. There's Festus, there's Paul, there's Agrippa. Festus, Paul, and King Agrippa. Now this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. So Paul was speaking the defense of the Christian faith. And then he said, You are out of your mind, Paul. He says, You are bringing learning 
has given you his name. I want us to read Paul's response to 25. Are you ready? Yes, what to know? And look at his saying, he knows the extent to the spot replied. He says, What I'm saying is what? It's true and it makes sense. You think I'm missing that? It makes sense. He says, First of all, what I'm saying is not fabricated, it's true. I didn't come up with it, true. And then he says, It leaves me. So the, 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 the faith that we believe has the logical aspect to it. Where you can think and say this thing will miss me. The question is, have your answers been missing? Have your answers been verified to be true? Now look at what he says in verse 26. He says the king is familiar with these things. So it's true, the king knows these things. He says that I can speak freely to me. He says I'm convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. It's true. It's, it's a real event. He says again, he said, do you believe the prophets? So that's the same thing Jesus did in the books of the prophets. He says, I know you believe. Now I want to speak to people need to read verse 28. Verse 28. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuaded me to become a Christian. You almost, almost, you almost got me. If Jesus would not interrupt him, what would have received? He said, He was following the logic. He was making sense. He said, Ah, you almost got me. Paul says, Not only do you want to almost be saved, I want you to be saved. Not only do everybody hear me. So, Paul's persuasion, Paul's submission, was persuasive. It was reasonable. It was true. The logic made sense. Are you hear what I'm saying? Are you hear what I'm saying? He said you almost persuaded me. So that's what I'm saying. If you are going to evangelize to our city, you must be able to have an answer like this. You say, ah, it made sense. It's convincing. And I'm not saying that convincing you by tricking. Second Corinthians 1. Second Corinthians 4 points to verse 1 to 4 says this. We're not just coming with cunningly devised things. We're not trying to cheat into Christianity. We are dropping the facts. We are laying the facts down. Praise the name of the Lord. Same thing in Acts chapter 17, verse 23 to 25. And verse 32 to 34. Write that down. Acts 17, 23 to 25 and 32. To 34. Thank you, Lord. It says, Paul was speaking here. He said, First, I was passing through. He was speaking here. He said, First, I was passing through and considering the object of the worship. So now these are idol worshippers. He's looking at what they are doing. He said, I found that all of these scriptures were known God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, he that proclaims you, he said, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of the heavens and the earth, where the temples made it hard, not worship by men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gave all to all life and bread and all to eat, if he supplies everything like this, he even put bread in your nostrils. Do you get what I'm saying? He gives you food, he gives you life. Do you think to sustain you now to bring you down to our world? Sustain him so that God is not being like God's not us out. No. So all these reasoning arguments. Do you understand? Reasoning arguments. If he builds everything, do you think his wholeness and its accommodation? Do you understand? Remember that. By adding past King Agrippa's solution, ah, he followed the logic of what he was at this point. Makes sense. Now, this also, this was on the first two. Now, when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, none of them. Some in mockery, some in misfortune. He says, While all that said, you will hear you again on this matter. You know that I are beginning to consider it. Right? So what do I from them? However, 
Some men joined him and believed. So he presented the logical arguments. I told him he's doctrinal. You have to have these key characters in it. You must be able to answer the question you see in the Bible. This thing you are seeing. You see the Bible. Number two, are there sufficient evidences from the Bible to back the thing? Number three, is it consistent all through the scriptures? Now, if you follow these three things, you will be able to give me a, a reasonable, persuasive defense. Is it in the Bible? Are there sufficient evidences? Or is it just one verse that God knows who said it? Maybe it's really the devil that was talking there. Just don't read before, don't read that, don't read that. Just read that one, don't read that one, that's it. Drop from the middle of the Do you get what I'm saying? So, is it the Bible? Do we have sufficient evidences? And is it consistent? Let me show you one example of that. In Romans chapter 4, this one speaks, and I have already talked in the past before. This is a defense for righteousness by faith. The Paul was speaking. He says, what shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found, sorry, has found according to flesh, as Abraham, our father, according to flesh, has found. He said, but if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about. But all your sin of the Bible, because who is it? So what did Abraham find about? We can all agree, this is, now this is a defense to Jews that have already accepted that Abraham is their father. And they are walking in the footsteps of Abraham. Do you get what I'm saying? He said, what if Abraham discovered concerning this subject? If Abraham was justified by God, that's what he was about. What was the thing that we put That the spirit, he said, what does the scripture say? Well, why? What does it say? He said, Abraham believed God and was attracted to him and that is clear. 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 Then he explains. He says, now to him that was, his goodness are not counted as grace was death. But he that does not work, who believes on the God that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So, he first establishes that good is by faith. That's what happened to him, that he can't believe in goodness. Then he must fall from it to say that it's not a combination of faith and works. It's that God justified the ungodly. And we know that Abraham was ungodly when God met him. Coming from all the challenges, I don't watch us. He was not a godly person. So, but he believed God and he was started him as righteousness. So it's not because he was righteous and did right, he was he said God just fired him ungodly. Now, if you want to say it's a lie, what does the Bible say? Look at what he says next. Sequential song. Just and he's making sense progressively. In the next verse, he says, just as David describes the blessedness of the man who God imputes righteousness apart from his works. So he has established that Abraham got it by faith. And then he explains that it was not by works. Because Abraham was on God, he said, God gave him righteousness because of belief. Then he now gives scriptures that prove that it is by faith and it is apart from works. He said, David. So is it the Bible? Yes. Is it consistent with that subject evidence? Yes. He said, David describes the blessedness of the one whom God imputes righteousness apart from his works. Verse 7. David continued. He said, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. Not those whose righteous deeds have been accepted and they have been credited with righteousness. No, their lawless deeds, he says, they've been forgiven. Whose sins have been covered. So, how do you want to fight this teaching now? Do you know what I'm saying? No matter how much you want to be believed, you see, but they're going to Abraham. Was Abraham righteous by faith? You say no. They go to say, everybody hey, did some things right. Before you go there, they are already established that it was by faith and it was a part of God. And David said, their lawless things are forgiven. Meaning they have their own things. Their sins were covered, meaning they had sins. It means God justified them even though they had sins. Clear, isn't it? That's, that's convincing evidence. Verse 8, blessed man whom God will not impute sins. The man has it, but God will not impute sins. Instead, God will credit him as righteousness. Clear. This is this what I call convincing proof. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, if you listen to what I try to explain, 
and say, can this thing for me? If I'm if I'm at home, if I'm if I choose not to believe, or if I'm in only fault, do you get what I'm saying? Or if I'm being misinformed, maybe I'm ignorant, or I've been taught the wrong thing. If you present this thing, we not accept it just because you are my friend, or if I look at the facts and I follow the facts, I'll get to truth. So when you are learning of the scriptures for evangelism, for discipleship, for asking questions of people. But let me tell you a simple happen. I use this all the time and I know it works. Learn the scriptures so that the last scripture is more convincing than the first one. Line up the, first of all, learn the scriptures in sequential order. Do you get what Sequential. If you just started with David, you want to be confusing. You started with Abraham. Now, there are many scriptures people have used, but you need to start Jews. And if you read the accounts of Jews, Protestants, who are holy, who claim as similar. If you read David, friend of God, David Collins. You see what I'm saying? So that's what he did. That's what that's what David did. If you read the scripture that does say, so the Greek means this one. But if you look at the superlative of you, you will not go far. If you tell someone, can you just listen to me for five or seven minutes? And then you're just drawing it. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. It is by grace through that you are saved. So this is by grace. Through faith, not of works, is the gift of God. So I have the power. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Not of works of righteousness which we've done. He saved us by his mercy. Then you go to, I think it's Galatians 4 and Galatians 3. We who are Jews know that a man is not justified by one. So we have to have faith in Christ so that we are justified. Do you understand? Now that you need scriptures and not scriptures. Then you go to Ephesians and then chapter 4. Whoever depends on the law has been eliminated from Christ. Or Christ has come with no effect. Christ has come with no effect to whosoever depends on the law. You are falling from this. Now that I mean, it's easy. It's very easy. It's just right there. And then you are in scripture upon scripture upon scripture upon scripture upon scripture. Without explanation, this is just saying yes. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Before the person even asks, so what's the purpose of the law? You go there. It's added because of transgression. It did not make you righteous, but you don't need to work on that. The law was given so that sin will increase. It helps come out to that is a sinner. Simple. And then Christ comes to make us righteous. We will not see exactly. But if you want to start on one, let him see on the shadow. Do you get By the time you show two, four scriptures, five scriptures that say it's by grace, not by works. By grace, not by works. By grace, not by works. The best is to say, so, should we continue to see that this my life? Yeah, you are moving there. Do you get what I'm saying? Sequentially. Sequentially. So now you move to is by grace, not by works. You move to you cannot combine grace and works. Do you get what I'm saying? Then you move to should we continue to see that this my life? So you know that I can Now go back to the chance to take. For us. He created us for good works. And now go to Galatians 5. It's the fruit of our spirit. Then we walk in the spirit. Because he tells us to do that. Now that's that's here. That five minutes we are gone or something person that I think we'll be doing. I'm following them and grace to The challenge is no other scriptures. So you are just saying, it's like grace for that. Show me. When Jesus resurrected in Luke 24, he didn't say, Look, I'm the Christ, not me. I can grow up really quick now and know. The Bible says, Beginning from Moses, write your scriptures down. Have your scriptures. Which scriptures do you have that is by grace? Which scriptures do you have that is by faith? Which scriptures do you have that is not of works? Which scriptures do you have to explain that the Lord cannot make a man righteous? He says by the deeds of the law. 
line them up. You know that's all? There's no need for arguments. You are wrong, you are correct. Praise the name of the Lord. Possess superior dimension of the knowledge and understanding. So that whoever you are talking to, by their own submission, you don't need to say, I'm correct, believe me, trust me. Uh uh. Like Paul, you see, Festus. These things are true and reasonable. Before you start explaining that Christ died for sin, for a man that thinks that the punishment of sin is that you fail this exam, the punishment for sin is that you reform sin, the punishment for sin is that you get a job. Everything you explain about Christ died for your sins, you don't understand what you're saying. You start with the wages of sin. Because people don't know it. It's dead. By one man sin came to the world. And then by sin. That's Romans 5 12. You go to Genesis 3. If you eat, you will die. Clear. Wages of sin, death, clear. Nowhere in the Bible will be seen. Jonathan the soul that sinned shall die. Where's that in the Bible? Is it your for someone? Do you get what I'm saying? So by the time you look at all those words, when you also start telling me, in serious, in serious, at the end of Genesis, Ezekiel, Romans, do you get what I'm saying? Then the love of God that takes you in sin. And yourself, listen, and yourself in the scriptures. I tell you, you know the ones that you use your accents, and you don't use them. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't use them. So, number one is what? How to demonstrate the true religion? Number one is what? Understanding. Understanding of the glory of God. Number two is what? Possess superior dimension of knowledge and understanding. Let me read more scripture now. In Hebrews chapter 5 verse 4, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 4, the Bible says, when you want to be teachers, now this guy is talking to Jews. Both of Hebrews. He says, when you want to be teachers, you need somebody to teach you the fundamentals of the faith. Meaning, the Bible expects, God expects us to be teachers. And so he says, you who are the second Do you understand? So whether you have your outside as a teacher, or you have the entire into your head, you just want to be blown up and write it. Make sure you are the teacher. Whether you have this is one aspect that I admire about the Jehovah Witness. You already have the scripture. When you ask the scripture to give you, you just start scrolling through that. You don't show you Let's open this place. You can't say, you're not correct, you're not going to your head. But now that I found the right place, let's look at it. Do you be prepared? That's what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Be prepared. When somebody asks you a question, do you, can you scroll through your notes on your phone? And just quickly know it is exactly. You have to that way you have all the points, everything. And as you read your Bible, and this is why I was talking to brothers, as you read your Bible, you see more things, you highlight them, you add them to the notes. You add them to the notes. You add them, you add the scriptures. You read your Bible. Thank you. Honestly, let me tell you, if you read your Bible every time, you will just know the scriptures. You just know it's in Romans 2. Just see it. Then as you read your Bible, when you see those points, you highlight them. So as soon as I open Romans 2 in my phone, on my phone, and I scroll, I just see what I select, I don't think so. Make sure you are reading your Bible. I know what I'm saying. Alright, let's move forward. Number three. Superior dimensions of the super, supernatural. Say superior dimensions. Of the supernatural. Now, we started with um, Matthew 28. Go and decide missions. Then we move to Acts chapter 2, where he talked about, where he taught them spirit and possess spirit knowledge. Then in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 1, verse 3, possess spirit knowledge. Then in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, is where you see superior dimension of the supernatural. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, 
He says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, or the promise of the Father, which Jesus said that you have heard. So he told them to wait for the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. And in verse 8, we know that he said, you will receive what? Power. So, if you're going to take a city, you need superior dimensions of the supernatural. In Acts chapter 13, from verse 7 to verse 12, Paul was trying to preach to the professor. And then a particular guy, Enemas, the sorcerer, chose to stand in the way of that man believing. Paul was trying to evangelize this guy. This guy was Enemas who around him. He told the guy, boss, we will be blind for his about the mist covered his eyes, and the guy started groping in darkness. We need for someone to just walk with me. The man that I was talking to just didn't believe. He said, I believe. Science. Praise the name of the Lord. Exodus chapter 8, verse 16 to 19. Remember, we said superior dimensions of the supernatural. Exodus chapter 8, verse 16 to 19. Moses was in Egypt. He tossed, I would say he brought his blood to stone to snake. He turned his blood to serpents. Pharaoh said, Oh, yeah. God, the man is fast. He did the same thing. The then he did another one. He said, This is the time. God, the man is fast. Then let's look at Exodus chapter 8. So the Lord said to Moses, say unto Aaron, strike out the rod and strike the dust of the ground, so that it may become lies throughout the land of Egypt. And they did so. And Aaron stretched his rod, stretched his hand and the rod and struck the dust of the earth, and became lies of men and of beasts. And all the dust of the land became lies. Throughout all of Egypt, that was very terrible. Now the magicians so walked with their enchantments to bring forth lies, but what they could not. Verse 19. Let's read together once more. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of by their own submission. By their own submission. That's good. Take it in that thing. That one is the thing that will come. We can have caricature that will be. But see this one? This is the This is superior dimension of the supernatural. It's either we leave superior dimension of the supernatural for the pastors, the apostles, for the prophets, or we are agree that the gift of the spirits is for the church. Miracles, signs, wonders. Do you get what So there's a way we admit the amount and know and give the spirit to everybody. But we need superior dimensions of the supernatural for those that are up high there. Yeah. We must realize that we need to possess superior dimensions of the supernatural. That's the same thing that happened in 1st Kings chapter 18 from verse 1. Actually, in verse 1, and then 41 to 44. First Kings 18, 1, 41 to 44. This is the story of Elijah. The God of the prophet of Baal said, Call them. Then they called them after them. All of them. He said, Today, the disciples of God. If the Lord is God, let me take one of you. Let me show you what that solution looks like. First Kings chapter 18. Because I said that not only us have been saying this God is true. No. When you operate in superior dimensions of the supernatural, even those contesting this, they will agree. No, um, sorry, first is 18, 18 to the 39, 18 to the 39. So I'm going to read verse 39. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the pot offering, and the wood, and the stone, and the dust, and licked up all the water. That was where? All of you are not being in churches. 
Dios sieht sie in diesem Betrieb. Gerade noch fern nach Hause, du brauchst auch wieder eine Ruhe, eine Stunde, eine Dost, eine Liter, eine Worte, eine Kosten, eine Schreie, wer ist jetzt hinein? Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord is God. That's their submission. Because no way, a lot of people say, look, I know what I'm saying. The people by themselves fell to their faces and said, the Lord is God. Superior dimension of the supernatural. So there's one guy that's in total superior. Many people scared. Many people tread carefully. You know that if you quench his power, you will at least abase the entire industry. Consider what you're saying. At least that guy let people be scared. If you shut down his power, you say, "Please, what do you want to say? I need what you have." Because now there's no accurate, there's no context. Whatever you have is pure. This is what I want to Maybe, listen, we know it's possible. We are not there yet. We know it's possible. We know that if I quench that guy's power, people listen to whatever I have to say. So we know that this Christianity and practicing is at least, at least the working, at least the something we are enjoying. We know. So our responsibility is to contest for superior dimension of supernatural. The Bible said, "Open in this." The word means to desire something in a way that it takes steps towards it. So, I want you to not just desire it, I want you to take steps. So, more superior dimensions of power. That no matter who I meet, no matter the force hovering around my environment, no matter the power of darkness that keeps people from believing the gospel, no matter what is keeping the city at siege, and stopping the influence of the gospel. He says, if our gospel is hid, it's for a reason. It's not that we're not preaching. It's that the devil has blinded the eyes of people. I must possess an authority. I must walk in a dimension of authority that pulls down that stronghold. Whatever it is, I will. This has to be the mindset of the Bible. This is why your nose would say, give me Scotland or I die. Whatever it takes, this life becomes absolutely irrelevant. Here's my solution. We must contest for superior dimensions of power. Because when the power of God is in the demonstration, people are weak. This is the of this power. So, when it's in operation in the hearts of men, because of course it's the devil's power already, why are they winning? Why are people winning? Because if our gospel is the devil has blinded the eyes of him. If we pull down some codes, if we contest with those authorities, those spirits that have kept people in captivity, whatever has blinded their hearts, we will see the limits. We will see the limits. We will see the limits. We must contain individually and corporately for us. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember that by their submission, they by themselves said the Lord is God. When people say, This is your God. So, this is true religion, this is just part of So, here's what I'm saying. You have a responsibility to contain for conviction about the exceeding glory of God. You have a personal responsibility to contain for knowledge and understanding that can present convincing facts. You have a responsibility to possess superior dimension of power and demonstrate the supernatural without faith. Like a life that say, let us contest. Not that you are happy. That's when we add one. We must be able to come out of Let's contest for this. 
configuration attaining less content for this. 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 Consistently, you see the abortions in the Bible shutting that part of that list. Shutting it down. With the entity editors, they shut it down. The gold sins and silver sins have to gather up with you. I said, these guys are calling into this house. I told you that in Ephesus, the judge was actually working. Sometimes, Bible history has that they used it to go for war. So it wasn't, it wasn't just for protection, let's see, not bring it to my house. Uh -uh. It was that in actual physical warfare, that judge used to war. Now, when Paul went there, he didn't go and pray. He didn't go and pray. Judge that he shuts down that power of darkness. The final one is Christian colors. That's what we talked about last week. Christian colors is great. Let me read a few scriptures to you. In Romans 2, from 17 to verse 24. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 2, verse 17 to verse 24. Indeed, you call yourself a Jew, and you rest on the law, and you make your boast in God. You know his will. And I know things are excellent. Being instructed out of the law. He says, and I have confidence that you, that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light in the darkness, destructor of fish, teachers of being, having a form of truth, or having a form of knowledge and truth of the law. He says, therefore, you who teach that people do not steal. Alright, you who teach and know that you teach yourself, and you who preach. And that shall not steal, do you steal? You who say you don't commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who are called temples, do you abide or do you not temples? So, yes, you say you're a believer, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is sin, this is righteousness. Walking in righteousness, walking in spirit, and not doing the loss of the flesh. Is that the testimony of your life? He says in verse 4. Verse 23. Verse 23. He says, You who was the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? He said, For the name of the Lord is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles because of those Christians. Those church the last one. No integrity, no character, very good, gossips, slanders, haters, zero law. Christian God. He says, on account of this, you will be in the name of the Lord is that finger of the Gentiles. The standard that you pass to the land is for the person. You must. So if, if you are going to not after all these things, you must see Christian conduct. First Timothy chapter 4, 5 verse 14 says something similar. First Timothy chapter 5. In verse 14. He says, Therefore I desire that the younger widows marry their children marriage at home, give no opportunity to their pastor to speak reproachfully. Let's go to the sickness one. Let as many born servants as are under the yoke, that is, if you're a Christian and you're a servant someone. Counts their master worthy of all honor, so that the name of the Lord and the doctrine may not be blasphemed. So your character says your character impacts on the spirit of the gospel. Listen, people will not be saved because they see how you behave, but your behavior you have in that gospel. That's the Bible solution. I tell you, one of the most important reasons for consecration is that. Men will see God. He says, um, follow this woman. People spoke of him. He said, I'm going to say, without which you never ask Without consecration. God, you are talking about God. Who is God? You that see that God, bring your life. See your life. So now God is talking about anyone. Don't talk about God, talk about anyone. Men can see God. But men that see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. That's what I'm saying. He helps people to see God. 
and then you will have an opportunity to hear the gospel. Decide to walk with yourself. That's what I'm saying. Insist. Insist that it must be good. Insist that it must be the thing of the Lord. And you know what I'm saying? Insist that anger must die. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't just be too edgy. You can't just, you know, be quick tempered. Oh, yeah, but the message, because this is not that. You say it's all to the person. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. Don't be this person that is looking out on the road and throwing punches. Insist that your character must be so attractive that men will see your good works. Say, tell ah, ah, this, this is a Christian. I want you to insist. These four things I want you to be very deliberate about cultivating them so that true religion will be restored. I am saying, I remember this. See you later. Have you been there this morning? Yes, sir. Please write